Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Feliz Navidad. That was uh, a while ago. We're past that. Whatever that odd old lad sang is or whatever, however you pronounce it. Yeah, old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. Yes. Yeah, welcome back. It's the new year and we're here. Yes, we're here. We're doing it. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2022. We're back. You know what's funny is like we've done some breaks in the past where I feel like it was kind of like a nice break, but there, like there was stuff I wanted to talk about. So yeah. this year I didn't really have that like, ah, we took a break and I'm like... it. Because, you know, it's nice to take a break every so often. Mm. The doing, you know, I, it's not as, you, it's me. For as much as I enjoy the show, sometimes it's nice to take a break. Yeah, I, I enjoy but we I got, enjoy seeing you. I enjoy spending time with you, but I don't need to do it every week of the year. But we got hit with some stuff this year where I was like, I am itching to talk about stuff. I, I know. <laughs> so, you've got opinions. You've got thoughts. Your I, wife is tired of you say, like talking to her about them. Yeah, probably. I, that's almost a guarantee. I guarantee. You could probably just like leave out the fact that it's like takes on pop culture. Your wife's probably just tired of you talking to her. Take on me. So good. No, no. Hit hit the falsetto. No. <laughs> we literally were like belting out karaoke the other night. We were drunk. <laughs> yeah. Now you have a non-caffeinated tea. It's true. I know. I'm. Life comes at you fast. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got stuff going one, on. One day you're using the podcast mics that are not plugged in to sing karaoke on a big screen TV. <laughs> the next night you're drinking tea and not uh, singing Aha. Can I give you uh, one review of a thing we're not going to really talk about? Sure. Cobra Kai season four. I've seen. It looks like it's going to be interesting. It's fine. Okay, there you go. Um, I think it's probably the weakest season so far, but still enjoyable. The downside is I, I assume you've seen at least... The first three Karate Kid films. Yes. So Terry Silver. Yes. Uh, he's back. I saw the promo where he comes back. He doesn't. He only goes crazy for like one episode, which is disappointing. You want more, like uh, a man who chewed the scenery every second he was on screen. It's true. And this uh, new season, he uh, is very restrained, except for like one scene. And I was kind of disappointed by the lack of insane Terry Silver. But does it set the stage for more insane Terry Silver later? It does. Because I honestly, the way they uh, ended last season, I thought this was going to be the last season. Like, it kind of was set up to, like, all right, we're going to take down Cobra Kai. Like, we're mm-hmm. combining our styles, blah, blah, blah. But no, there's definitely another season coming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I feel like we uh, might be stretching this taffy because it's popular. Yeah. That's my kind of opinion. But no, it's an, it was good, but um, probably the weakest so far. But that being said, still enjoyable. There you go. Cobra Kai. I got to add it to my list of things to binge. All four seasons? Why not? To, what, to, what, to, what to be am I fair, doing? do it. It's so good. They're like half hour episodes, right? Yeah. Do you just want to like take in just like a high of silliness and just nostalgia and enjoyability? Do you just want to have fun? Yeah, I would go watch Ghostbusters Afterlife again. <laughs> well, I have something different for you. Okay. It would be um, any of the Star Trek shows or Cobra Kai. All right. There we go. Expand, They're all fun. They're all expand fun. my horizons. That is a horizon. Hold on. <laughs> New year, not my New Year's resolution is have better control when you smack my phone out of my hands. New year, I already struck your phone. It's true. What a terrible gag that no one sees but you and me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where I just hit your it's phone just, out of your hand. But you don't even hit it violently. It's just enough that you're like, 
disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah like, not, you, know, you, are, you are like a cat that knocks some shit off like the side of like a counter, but just like, listen, I'm gonna do this because I want your attention. <laughs> yeah, essentially, that's why I smack your phone. Yeah, just like a cat would knock off like a glass of whatever, or yeah. All right, so that's my preamble. Did I watch anything else? Did you watch anything else that's worth mentioning? Did I? I feel like I did. I saw Venom too. Let there be carnage. That's a shit name. Mediocre. Okay. That's my review. That kind of starts and ends there. It, it wasn't very good. No, actually, what I wanted to do when I didn't, but I'm going to start, is uh, Man in the Arena. When we watched, or when we played Tecmo Super Bowl. That didn't last very long. We played it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Had a grand old time. No, actually, uh, I plan on this weekend watching uh, Don't Look Up. I've heard great things about Don't Look Up. Oh, I saw that. Good? Bad? Or is it just too realistic to make you, it makes you sad? It's That's not- one of the things I heard. It's too realistic and it makes me sad. It's not realistic. My thing, it's it's not separated enough. It goes, hey, look at this like idiot stuff. I go, yep, there it is. Like, I don't need to, there isn't enough separation for me to feel like it's a satire. It's well done and it's enjoyable overall. And a surprising Meryl Streep nude scene. What? Well, you get to see, wow. her, you get to see her butt with a tramp stamp. Good for Meryl. But it wasn't she in like uh, Second Lives Club? Isn't it like Second Wives Club or something? I don't know. She's related to me in some stretch. Really? I can't remember how. I don't. Wow. Poor don't, Meryl Streep. Don't say that it's not realistic. It's like she's like my fourth or fifth cousin. No, or I didn't say it was realistic. Like I just take it aback by this. This is the first time I've heard about this. Yeah. It, it deals with like. So what did what did Aunt Meryl get you for Christmas? It deals with the idiocy of today, where you just like. Yeah, I don't need to go that far to see this kind of stupid. Like, this kind of stupid is just, like, I need to slightly turn my head to see it. Like like when this, a dog is listening to you and it kind of tilts its head a little bit? This movie's issue is that, like, it's not removed enough from reality. Wow, so that's like a two-for-one that we got here. You, two things that we're not going to talk about, but you got a quick review on. There you go. All right. Uh, but I, I did enjoy it overall. It's frustrating to watch. They were like, yeah, no, I know this level is stupid. It's fair. But there we go. All right, let's go from there. And two, uh, from Meryl Streep nudes to just the straight nudes, let's dive into it. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. It is funny that she has a tramp stamp. I don't think it's a real tramp stamp. No, I don't think it is either. I think it's for the movie. Okay. She's a Trumpian president with a tramp stamp. It happens. Oh, Keaton all the time. We're doing Keaton news. I saw some interesting Keaton news this week. Couple Keaton news things. Number one, in the Batgirl movie that was supposed to be just an HBO release, which I think has been moved into theatrical. Mm, because Keaton's our Batman, baby. Nice. Are we gonna get like Batman Affleck's out? Well, shucks. And he's announced his retirement about three separate times. Yeah. I mean he wasn't a I don't think he was a bad Batman. He was just having a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kinda got screwed. Uh, but believe me, there will be more DC news. We'll just stick to the DC world okay. for a little while. But yeah, right. so Keaton will be in Batgirl. Good. As a mentor. Also, uh, Keaton said why he didn't do Batman Forever this week. It was something about like the concept or the like the content. He's like, I just can't do that. It was essentially, yeah. He had a bunch of meetings with Joel Schumacher. He's like, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Nice guy. Yeah. He's dead now. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to speak ill of him. But on the other hand... Like, his ideas were fucking bananas. Not an exact quote. Well, there you go. We had to put words in the Keaton's mouth. Well, Keaton basically said, like, uh, well, you're going this direction, 
but it's supposed to be kind of like dark and gritty. So what if we did this instead? He said basically that Schumacher was unable to budge from his vision, and Keaton said, "We'll find a new Batman." Yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, but he was also talking heavily about like uh, people were getting the idea of Batman wrong. Like people talk about like Batman, Batman, Batman. Like no, the the way into the character is Bruce Wayne. Like he's the one with the trauma. He's the one reacting to stuff. Like it's not about Batman. It's about Bruce Wayne. Yeah, which. I, I um I understand from his point of view, but at the same time, I also see Batman punching someone. Well, I think you're gonna get that in the upcoming Batman movie, and maybe the Flash movie, and maybe the Batgirl movie, and future Batman things. Yes. Speaking of Michael Keaton, I did do a rewatch. It was just it was on TV, and I was like, okay, of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice Forgot good. how good that movie is. That was I think. I mean, it's so I don't know where things stand post pandemic, but that was a show I wanted to see on Broadway. Was the Beetlejuice show? Oh. Don't say it three times. Well, I said it twice, so I guess I'm now stuck. Yeah. Okay. You can never say it again. Like, how do those rules work? Like, if... Speaking of King Basinger. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, she was in Batman. She was in Beetlejuice. There's Alec Baldwin. It's true. He got a tiny head. Yes, he... Was it Christina Ricci? Was that who was the... No, Christina Ricci was in the Addams Family. Who was the girl in that? Uh, Who was the girl in that? I won't smack your phone away this time. Thank you. I'm fact-checking the show. Winona Ryder. Winona... Really? Okay. Yes. Of course, that came out in 1988, so... Well, she was in that Tim Burton-y world. Winona Ryder, who's 50 years old now. Spock's mom? Also, when you pull up Winona Ryder, it's really weird that it's a picture of her, then it's a picture of Keanu Reeves. Are they supposed to be looking the same? I don't know. When you pull up a photo of Winona Ryder, it's her shoplifting, weirdly enough. Oh, cool. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> That's so long ago, but let's never forget. <laughs> Don't give me that look. I, but speaking of my, it's mostly DC news this week. Speaking of DC, uh, this is coming from the internet, so don't take it as fact. This is a rumor. Okay, I'm listening. Don't take it as more than that, but that basically in the Flash movie, all the Snyder stuff is going to get erased. Batgirl is taking... Uh, How cool the retcon it. Keaton is taking over... And then with Batgirl, Henry Cavill is out, and they're going to be replaced by Supergirl. Like, the Justice League movie is basically erased. And uh, I got to tell you, Snyder fans took it real well. Took this rumor real well. I'm sure they didn't. Just in a normal way. In a normal way, because it's just a movie and nothing actually matters. They were like, yeah, okay. You know, we got to have numerous movies that we enjoyed, but we accept that we're moving on. A normal fashion. They didn't. They were a bunch of <laughs> just no, they can't uns- just insufferable pricks. Well, they and they always get what they want. <laughs> well, they got. I mean, whenever I say anything bad about them, they always yell at me. I accept this. They're not the first people to yell at you. They're not going to be the last. <laughs> no, probably not. You don't. You don't. I mean, you say it like it's. Oh shucks! Everyone yells at you. All by myself. You're gonna be. <laughs> I'm abandoning you on this island. Yeah, you're on your own. Sorry. Go Snyder Bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you for erasing shit from the Flash. Get him. Yeah. Zach's wrong. You're um, right. Well, I mean, to me, like, it's like, I don't know. I could see, I could totally see the world where they're just like, yeah, we need to reset. And also, like, it's been so long at this point. Like, Man of Steel was 2013. If they're like 10 years later, like, yeah, we need to readjust our priorities. I wouldn't be like, I mean, what, how, look how what, dare you? Spoilers, by the way. Look what they just did to Spider-Man. They didn't really reset anything. Well, they reset it. Kind of. I mean, nobody knows who the hell he is. Oh, I, yeah. You're talking with... Sorry, I was thinking about um, guest stars. No, I'm talking about more nuanced 
like actual storytelling. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> you're right. The the deepness. Sorry. Yeah, sure. I don't really care if it gets reset. Um, I just want good stuff. Show me good stuff. I don't care beyond that, really. You got the good stuff. Well, I mean, even let's take your Spider-Man example. That thing, you could uh, flip a Dark Knight-sized tractor trailer through the plot holes in that bad boy, but it made me happy, and they showed me things I wanted to see, and I will forgive a lot if you just show me good shit. <laughs> There's, there are jokes, and I'm not going to make any of them. New Year, new me. About big holes? No, just about, like... Your standards are relatively low as long as one part of it is really, really good. You're going to ignore the, all the other bad parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that spider in that movie that doesn't make a lick of sense. But it's with, within its own rules. But I just go, you show me cool shit. Great. I'm happy. It, with the it cool was a shit. hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm there for the cool shit. Exactly. The Batman. We're sticking with DC. Speaking of cool shit. Had another trailer. Uh, not that, This movie looks dark as hell. Again, uh, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Like, I didn't like the japanese trailer because i thought it gave away a little bit too much this presumably final trailer because this this sucker's coming out in march yeah about the same time as your car is (laughs) yeah but yes 10 to 14 weeks yeah when my car comes uh supply chain baby yeah sucks i don't think this one gave away too much so i'm all all about watching this trailer i mean the only thing that i really noticed in this one is it uses a lot of recent comic language like, talking about Batman being, like, the bat and the cat. Like, that's real Tom King kind of stuff who started the DC Rebirth stuff and then got um, kind of removed from stuff to go do a separate side series. Like, everyone gets 100 issues. Never mind, Tom King. You get 85, and then you go do a side thing. So you get 15 less. Yeah, but it's a lot of, like, his language. And I love the Catwoman design, and I re- I'm really enjoying the Zoe Kravitz side of this trailer. Like yeah, th- that's what's kind of standing out to me is like the Catwoman stuff looks so cool. It, and there's some good Catwoman lines. And now that we, I, we've had good Catwoman before, I mean, going back to like the 66 series, like all the n- numerous like good Catwomen there, like Michelle Pfeiffer is great. Anne Hathaway is great. I haven't seen the Halle Berry one, but let's just go on reputation and say it's shit. Yeah, like, great, great. No. Have you seen the Halle Berry one? No. I have. N- I have not. So I cannot give a... No. True opinion. I can only go with consensus. What the internet says? Hey, I'll make us watch Catwoman one day. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll do it. I'll waste two ninety nine or three ninety nine on Amazon. What year did that Catwoman come out? 2004. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's got three out of ten stars on IMDb, so that might be all you need to know. Also, to be clear, I just want to throw down that I have this... I don't have a lot of skills, but I can tell you what year a movie came out. That is incredible that you, that was, it was well done. Let's see. Not the movie. It's a real worthless skill. <laughs> but if you want to know what year a movie came out, for whatever reason, I got that locked in my brain. Let's see. I'm going to help. I'm going to help you with this, right? New year, new me, helping you out. Uh, here we go. Worst superhero film ever made. Indeed, one of the worst films of all time. It's a mess from beginning to end. There you go. Well, she accept her, uh, her Razzie for that movie. She actually went there and said, like, you know, thank you for involving me in this piece of shit. How about this one? I'm pretty sure if you hand a copy of this to a feline, it will, in fact, dig a hole and cover it. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as everyone else makes it out to be. It's worse. Great. Uh, let's see. One last more. Last bit of news. Catwoman makes coughing up a hairball more enticing. Ready for the last bit of news? Yes. Morbius. Dr. Michael Morbius uh-huh. has been delayed yet again. I think it's tied with new. what I was saying. This makes the Star Wars prequels look great. 
Morbius is uh, trying to run neck and neck with New Mutants for a number of delays of sh- movies that we know are going to be shitty. Yeah. I having don't... numerous delays. We're not going to see Morbius in theaters. We're not doing an episode on it. I will watch it when it comes out on Redbox, and I will be disappointed that I spent th- that small amount of money. Why don't you just wait for it to come out on streaming? Because Sony doesn't have a streaming service yet. They probably will by the time this movie comes out. Possibly. Um, yeah, they're delayed again. What a... Oh, my God. This what movie. is it with Jared Leto superhero movies and them getting delayed? Do you remember, like, Jared Leto used to be, like, super picky about his roles. Yeah. Like, he was busy, like, having his whiny rock and roll career, whatever band he was in. What, is the, what was he in? I don't remember. I don't either. I'm not going to look that up. Neither am I. <laughs> he, he was in that whiny band. And he did, like, one role every five years, and that was just, like, a movie a year. And it's like, please stop. But the thing is, like, he has the capacity <laughs> to be a very good. He, like, he is a good actor with a good movie. Is he? Sure. Dallas Buyers Club, last good one. There you go. See, he has he has the capacity. That to was do like it. six years ago. Whatever doesn't mean he can't do it. He's done it before. Oh yeah, he's gonna be uh, my so-called life. Blah blah. Whatever his name was. All right, moving on from there. That's the news. We're gonna move on to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up this week in video game. History. Hey, guess what? This is going to take about 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. Really? Well, I guess beginning of the new year. New year. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, literally, I was only interested in writing down one of these. Okay. One of, one of the three. All right. 1997 on the Nintendo 64. Th- this isn't. There are no guessing games for you this week. You're not going to get any of these. Mortal Kombat Mythologies colon sub-zero came out on the uh, nintendo 64 man greatly reviled no one wants this game it's a piece of shit moving on how do you really feel about it it's bad okay thank you 2006 this is the interesting one for me all right and um to be fair i think the best the one that kind of played okay let's try to do a guessing game this is something that the xbox three, xbox 360 announced as a peripheral and uh why this one lost the battle was very well explained in Tropic Thunder. Oh, I want to say it was like kind of like the PlayStation Move, like it was like a like a motion capture kind of. Nope. Is it virtual reality? Nope. Uh, this was the last kind of content war that uh, we've ever seen. I I don't know. Xbox 360 announced they were doing an add-on for the HD DVD, while PlayStation 3 was going to do Blu-ray. Ah, and the HD DVD failed yeah you know what that's called it's just called upscaling and as uh was well described in tropic thunder it was mostly about porn yeah probably and that's <laughs> it's such a great scene what's his name uh jay something one of those oh yeah it starts with a c he's a skinny dude yeah i can't i can't one. pronounce his last I don't name think it's a c but yeah whatever whatever yeah <laughs> Yes, the HD DVD, the the war between HD DVD and Blu-ray that was lost. Oh, yeah, Blu-ray, Blu-ray won that hands <laughs> yes, down. Blu-ray did. And then in 2010, um, it's a lady with a lot of hair and a lot of guns. Pew, 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 pew. Laura Croft? It's Bayonetta. Whatever. There we go. And that's this week. <laughs> Rapunzel with a hair across her ass. That's it. That's all that happened this all week. Right. It was, there was. I, I mean, believe you. I believe that there's probably not much going on. A, what, coming some, out of the new year, yeah. Get some gifts for, like, some. New Year's Day releases. All right, that's it for this week in video game history. So moving on from there, from Bayonetta moving her hair around to like taking her clothes off somehow with her hair moving a bit to Antonio Brown just stripping down. He really worked hard for that one. 
I mean, that's kind of the bayonetta thing. Like the hair moves around. Like, are you gonna see a thing here? Remember no. when? Remember when Antonio Brown had a haircut that looked like a Lego piece? Yeah, I do. Uh, to Jared Sports reports the Antonio Brown report. It's not the Antonio Brown report. But... Hey, you gotta leave room for the intro to play. Sorry. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Now you can say it. It's not the Antonio Brown Report. I mean, it kind of is. It's not like it, it, is a, it is a big story. Remember my hot take from I last season? I nothing bad but for that man. Like, he's a bad dude. Remember my hot take from last season? that Before the season started, I said the Patriots would make it further than the... Bucks for in the uh, postseason. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that um expatriate Antonio Brown was gonna go. He was far. a patriot for thirteen days. No, no. Expatriates. Yeah, I know. You're like there's an article that was like expatriate Antonio Brown has meltdown on field. He played with them for thirteen days and they released him when all the domestic abuse footage came out. Nice guy. Tom Brady's best friend, Antonio <laughs> Brown, is probably a more Wow, that sounds like a me comment. It's more than a you comment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, let's start with like the more important thing. Tom, here. Tom. So I am going to go on record right now and say that the Patriots will make it further in the playoffs than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, well, now that they've <laughs> lost Antonio Brown. Then they should have lost to the Jets. But anyway. They still won. He did that whole scene and they still won. Yeah, you, but here's the thing. like, the, well, And we'll get back to it. Like, the That was actually, that, believe it or not, that was probably the best possible outcome for the Jets. The pass that Tom Brady threw like as soon as that was go- like was over was insane. He's yeah. like, oh no, we're changing the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I, I am done with this shit. Hey assholes, the adult table's over here. <laughs> no, but I will, I will contend that was the best possible outcome for the Jets to lose that game. Because they pretty much went down, and they, the Jets had all but won that game. Is anyone talking about the Jets losing or just the crazy man? Just the crazy man. But for the Jets, like this was a win. It might not be a win on paper, and I know it's the NFL and you don't do moral victories, but you were 54 seconds away from beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Like, I don't like the call for going for it on fourth down there under a minute. Kick the field goal, make it a seven-point game so you can't lose in regulation. But... At the same time, you lose that game. You just showed that you could beat an elite-level NFL team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you still get to keep your position on the draft board. It's not a bad outcome. And you got a hell of an entertainment from Antonio Brown leaving. Are you not entertained? So a variety of stories Wild. variety of stories come in about what actually happened on the sideline. The word is, or the rumor, one of the, one of the stories coming from the Antonio Brown camp is that he was actually injured and didn't want to go back in the game because he was having ankle pain. He was kind of forced to play in the game, didn't really want to. Bruce Arians told him, get in the game. He's like, I'm hurt. I can't. Bruce Arians has denied this. Antonio yeah, to Brown, be fair, I don't really believe Antonio Brown. Like, he's lost. No, but I don't, I don't fully believe Bruce Arians either. And I'm going to tell you why I think some of this falls at the feet of Bruce Arians. Because he, A let him back into the team because like after the whole fake vaccination card and his suspension, let him come back. He is not really ever disciplined him. And then like the one time it goes from zero to a hundred because allegedly on the sideline sideline and um, Bruce Arians told him, well, you're done. You're not, you're, you're done. You're, we're letting you're fired pretty much. So that's part of the reason why people feel like Antonio Brown just took his stuff off and left. He's like, well, if I'm fired, then I'm leaving. So, I mean, yeah, I think there's part of it there. I don't think that Antonio Brown just decided to take his stuff off and create a scene. 
Although he was <laughs> Yes, I I totally believe that. Well, I don't think it was like without without some kind of instigation. I don't think he was just like at one point I believe a butterfly gently bl- just grazed its wings alongside of him. He was like, "Whoa!" Ho! Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Antonio Brown here. <laughs> yeah, the, please don't. Because yeah, he's a garbage human being. But he also was like, he's a human being. So there is like a, a part of it that's like, this man clearly has mental problems. How much of it's been caused by the repeated blows to the head? I mean, everyone's yeah, pointing to the Vontez yeah, perfect hit. I, yeah, I saw and the all CTE. that stuff. I don't. I don't I mean, he's been hitting the head like multiple. There have been plenty of guys who have gotten massive concussions or taken huge hits to the head who have been able to find balance. There's a lot more going on. You know, still waters run deep. Turbulent waters, they run shallow. I just, I don't know. He's a dick. Oh, I'm not disputing that. But just such a bizarre scene. And that was like on a day where bizarre shit was happening. Like teams beating teams. And, like, on any other day, that wouldn't be what we're talking about. We would have been talking about Odell Beckham Jr. punching a man in the taint. Because that happened. He came up behind a guy and punched him in the butthole. Also, another man with drama surrounding him. Yeah, seriously. So, Antonio Brown is probably going to file file a grievance. They still haven't outright released him yet. Yeah, I saw that. I was so, they've probably got to figure out how not to pay him. Because he was an opening day roster signer. So, like... Usually, if you release a guy like that at this point in the season, you still have to pay him. They clearly don't want to pay him. So there's a lot going on here. But I think I think some of it does lie with Bruce Arians and a little bit with Tom Brady. Like Tom kept advocating and vouching for him and pulling him in. And yeah, that's weird. It is weird. But come stay in my house. Come stay in my other house. Yeah. Please don't fuck up. You ever see the video of Antonio Brown farting at his doctor? His doctor's like doing some sort of test or like some sort of treatment. He just keeps farting and laughing about it and filming it. And he put it on Instagram. Guy's got problems. But let's talk about teams that don't have problems. Those New England Patriots, baby. Yeah. Big win. I know it's against the Jaguars and the Jaguars are terrible. All right. So they're going to make the playoffs. They are in the playoffs. They, the two teams are most likely to play. They can still go number one. They can be the number one seed in the AFC if some weird things happen, but they probably won't. They can still win the AFC East. That's still on the table for them, but they're probably going to end up at the five. They could end up maybe at the four, but they're probably going to end up at the five. And the two teams they're most likely to play are going to be Buffalo or Cincinnati. The Bengals have some players in the COVID protocol. Oh, how was protocol. the game that you went to? It was an enjoyable time, except for the outcome. Was it? Yeah, we had fun. Because I watched the game, and it was a comedy of errors. Oh, yeah, it was, but we still had a fun time. Okay, great. Like, if you went to a Celtics game and they lost, you know, by 15, you still didn't, would you still have a bad time? Possibly. No, it was good company. We had good food in the parking lot, and yeah, it was kind yeah. of a crappy result, but they made things interesting in the second half. They just, you know, meh. It was hilariously terrible. But who knows? I mean, going to Buffalo in January, you get a lake effect snowstorm. Like, uh, like The weather is such an equalizer in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo almost lost to the Falcons, who were not very good, and it was a snowy day in Buffalo. So I think the Buffalo is probably the better matchup for the Patriots to be a lot of juice in that game. Probably be the the it could be the Monday night game, in fact, of wild card weekend, which kind of puts those teams at a disadvantage to turn around and play the next Sunday during the playoffs. Be the first ever Monday night football game in the playoffs, by the way. Mm. So nope, things are looking at Mac Jones broke the Patriots uh rookie quarterback record for touchdowns thrown in a season. Great and he did it in game sixteen, so it wasn't like he needed the benefit of a seventeenth game to do it. Twenty touchdowns thrown on the year for Mac Jones, who had a career day. Uh, looks like Nikhil Harry, time with the team might be done. 
time team might be done. He was a healthy scratch after having an abysmal week against the Bills the week before. So, and when you saw them. What? When you saw? Yeah, them. it's clearly my fault. I'm going to take full responsibility for the fact that Nikhil Harry cannot catch a football. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Patriots play the Miami right. Dolphins. This week, they've been practicing inside the field house, and they've been turning the heat up. Like, they've been purposely making it uncomfortably hot in the bubble. Somebody asked Bill Belichick today in the press conference, how hot can it get? And he's like, pretty hot, but not as hot as it's going to be in Miami. Then he smiled. That's sports? Yes, that's sports. I have no basketball. You're not going to talk about your Celtics? I took a break. Okay. Because more than half the team was out with uh, COVID, and, like, even the guys they were signing, like, there was, like, a novelty initially of, like, oh, my God, we're signing all these ridiculous guys. Isn't this funny? And then it got to the point of, like, this isn't the team that I'm rooting for, and the opposing team that we're playing is also, like, has more than half their players out, and I don't care about this. Like, the games don't matter. Like, the standings don't matter. Like, this is nothing. So, I... They beat the Phoenix Suns. They had the best record in the NBA. Yeah, but the Suns were low on players, too. Like, I've seen stuff like, yeah, Jalen Brown got his 50. Yeah, the Rockets have been really weird. Yay, Kyrie Irving is back. They had to come today. back the other night. They were down, like, 15 with, like, yeah, four to go. Yeah, that's and... when Jalen got his 50. But yeah, there's stuff that, like, I've kept kind of, like, my ear minorly to the ground. But I even really been paying attention to the news. So they Because bur- here's the real reason okay. why I haven't been paying. Because I'm listening to a very long audiobook in most of my MBA news I get through podcasts. Oh, okay. And I only got so much time to get through this book. So I've been going like, eh, the NBA shit can get pushed to the side because it's like all like these half destroyed teams. There's a game on right now. I'm not even gonna bother watching. I'll watch a game tomorrow. I'll get back into it tomorrow, but I literally haven't watched a game since Christmas. Oh. But I mean, let's talk about the fact that like your audiobook is more exciting than the Celtics right now. It's more of a case of I I have a limited amount of time. Oh, like your free trial is going to end? No, it's just I I am it's, it's weird kind of being out of like the the storyline cuz you know, as you watch a team throughout a season like you do follow kind of like Yeah. what's going on, but yeah, I'm I am 100% out of it right now. I'm taking like a week and a half off. It's good. I think that's healthy actually. Cuz I'm not watching cuz it's not the team that I'm rooting for. It's just a like some of the guys and like some other randos so i just kind of was like i don't care about this kind of get yourself reset re re rack your ex your expectations this isn't what i'm watching like i'm not there to watch a bunch of like scrub players like you can make the argument of like oh well someone like the end of the bench guys like a neesmith or pritchard will like get more minutes and get their time to shine but at the same it's still not like the team that i'm rooting for so yeah I, i literally haven't watched the game since christmas wow the Christmas was only like two weeks ago. I know, isn't that surprising? It is. Yeah, it feels like it was forever ago. I'll watch a game tomorrow. Yeah, my tree's been. I took my tree down. I take my tree down the next day. I know. Usually, but like you, like usually get after me like mid January. Hey, is your tree still? I'm like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> so I, I literally like the basketball stuff is kind of like general because I really haven't been paying attention mostly because of this audio book and also I've been kind of taking a break from watching the Celtics. There you go. There wasn't a team to watch. All right. So I have no news. We got three big topics left to go. We do. All right. So we're going to move on from there to screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Let's start with the last one. Let's start with Hawkeye episode six. Uh, by the way, uh, the next three topics is going to be Hawkeye, Boba Fett, and The Matrix. They will be all full spoilers. Time codes are listed down below if you want to jump around or just fuck off. Wow. wow. Hold on. Well, they can, it's their choice. New Year's still got to keep you on task with the bell. 
Hawkeye, episode six, the last episode. Man, what a great finish to a great, great uh, series. I tell you what, I think uh, for all the Disney Plus shows, and I I feel like I was a little hesitant going into it, Hawkeye ended up being my favorite. Oh, yeah, hands between, down. Between like WandaVision, Loki, What If, if for me, Captain and I, um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think Hawkeye ended up being my favorite one. And I, I said it on the year-end show, and I'm going to repeat it here. Like They hit the right formula because it felt like a short issue run of a comic book. And like it was a good side story from the, the main line. The post credit sequence, I was watching it with my wife and I was like, I know that dude. Like I know I know that dude. Do you know who he was? No. He was Roger from Rent. Oh, 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 oh wow. Okay. <laughs> like that guy at the very end of like, I know that voice. Yeah. And also Rent is a show that I've kind of turned on like when I was, you know, like in my early 20s. I'm like, yeah, be creative. Then I got older and like ran a business. I was like, pay your rent, you fucking freeloaders. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you. Like, we're all trying to do our shit. Mm. No one's giving handouts. Nope. But yeah, not. so that was, yeah, the, the dude who was like doing all the introing stuff, that was Roger from Rent. I was like, I know I know that voice. Huh. No, I th- I mean, love the finish. Love how they tied everything up. Kind of have our, our new superhero. Uh, the one thing I wish that there was a little bit more between Yelena and Hawkeye. Like, I uh, felt like they oh, really kind of. I was fine. I, I was totally cool with that. Like. They resolved the whole thing, and I like that he got to deal with his PTSD, and she got to deal with the loss of her sister. No, I'm also, not saying that they I, didn't tie it up well. I'm I, just saying like it felt like at the end of Black Widow with that post credit scene with Miss Marvel. Like I thought we were going to get a little bit more from Yelena in this series. Like we we also thought like the whole series was going to be potentially about Yelena trying to find and, and kill Hawkeye. I really liked her role in this, and like one Kate Bishop. I, I I know that I was. Kind of spoke initially negatively about Kate Bishop, but I really turned around on her by the end of it, especially her interactions with Yelena, because we're probably, and when I say probably, we're definitely moving towards a Young Avengers movie yeah, or a show or something, and the two of them together is really fun. They were really good together. I loved the way they just like pinged off each other. That was awesome. That oh, was those so scenes solid. with them were awesome. I when really enjoyed that. When they're in the elevator. I, yeah, just like... <laughs> going to hit all the buttons yeah that was great oh, that's really... annoying <laughs> it was so good they were so good together they were great together i, uh, I, I love that line she's like stop making me like you <laughs> we get the return of kingpin who i i mean you didn't watch daredevil you should you still should i add it to the list of <laughs> things really... i will say i'm gonna watch but probably not you really should i just love that he's a man who's like his face is just constantly twitching. He's a man just on the edge. And he's wearing that silly Hawaiian shirt, which is from a comic book, which apparently he has had on his desktop for years. Well, I mean, everyone should own a Hawaiian shirt. But Do you own I'm, a Hawaiian shirt? No, but I have to get one like in the next couple of months. Oh, that's true, because you are going on vacation. And yeah, I'm explicitly told that I need to have an Aloha shirt. You really should. If you're going to Hawaii. Well, I'm told for like the what uh, rehearsal dinner, I think I have to have one. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, I'll never wear it again, so that's why I don't want to buy it. Yeah, but you're going to Hawaii. You're probably never going to go to Hawaii again. I'm never going to wear this shirt again. That's not true. I'll find a way to get you to wear it. <laughs> I don't want to wear it. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to buy it because I'll never wear it again. Well, you Unrelated. can't rent Hawaiian shirts. But I love that he also just had a fun hat. Oh yeah, like yes, the Hawaiian shirt and the chain that was all like part of a Spider-Man comic. But the hat, I don't think that was. That was just like fun hat. Mm. Love a fun hat. You you like several things. You like fun hats, dinosaurs in space. I do like dinosaurs in space. Do it. Well, Doctor Who episode. I love the owl and the tree. 
Oh yeah, it was just <laughs> Hawkeye just gets stuck in a tree after trying to shoot that guy's good shot. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. And they just stuck with that owl. That was that last year. That was the thing. Yes. And then they steal the little pim car and like those dudes are just dead. Oh, they're gone. They oh are God, done. They're so dead. Oh, the swordsman isn't really evil. Oh, what's his name? Is it Tony, Tony Dalton? The dude from Better Call Saul who he's so good in that show. Yes. But this, he's just like, well, here I am just stabbing people and it's fun. And he's, he's great. He's wonderful actor. Like both the Better Call Saul and this just going just nuts, just cutting people down. To be fair, I didn't really care for the LARPing stuff. Yeah. You know, do, do, yeah. Your, do your thing, but I kind of thought that was dumb and subtracted from the show for being stupid. Yes. And not fun. I actively didn't like it. Whatever. Uh, the Echo storyline, which I think we will be probably covering sooner rather than later, of her mm-hmm. um, spoilers. I said this was full spoilers. Three, two, one full spoilers of her shooting Kingpin. Oh, yeah. That is comic accurate. And what happens in the comics is that she doesn't kill him. She blinds him. Oh, okay. And it turns out I got that graphic novel upstairs. We've actually read from it before, but we just read from the first half of it. And that's the second half. Oh, okay. We might be cracking that bad boy open. Finish it off. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We've done it before. We just got to do the second half. Okay, that's fine. I got two dust jackets on that. Well, it's that's just super weird, dusty for you, Steve. Yeah, it's just a weird printing thing, but yeah. No, I I mean, so yes, the um whole like echo shooting king bin, she doesn't kill him. He he just gets disabled. Yeah, it leads you to like there's no way they're going to kill Kingpin. And there yeah, oh my god, he was so good. I love him just like and if you watch the Daredevil show, you know that he has like armored clothing. Oh yeah. And he uh, also yeah, yeah, say oh yeah cuz you watched it. But like he gets shot in the chest like with an arrow just like brushes it off cuz he has armor under his clothes or his clothes are armored he also beats the shit out of kate bishop i love that fight he's just a bull oh yeah and something i really like about um vincent d'onofrio like clearly a dude like a couple of extra pounds on him but like he knows how to play it in different ways like if you watch him play kingpin like it's just like pure like muscle bound strength or if you watch him in jurassic world whatever the first one of this new trilogy is like He's just overweight and kind of like slovenly. Like he really can play his weight, yeah. Like in a positive or a negative way, in a really effective. Like he's very effective. He's such a good actor, and also um, kind of insane on a personal level, but not in a like destructive way. Just kind of a crazy. Guy. Yeah. Remember Speaking of him in uh, Men in Black. Yes, in Full Metal Jacket. Yes, I mean going way back. Yeah. yeah, he was also on Law and Order for a while. I can't speak to that one. Uh, was he on Law and Order? I think he was on Law and Order. I have no idea. I haven't watched it. He was on one of those TV crime shows. Also, if you want a recommendation, because you have Paramount Plus, right? I do. I started Star watching. Trek, baby. I forgot about this. I started watching it, and I was reminded when we started talking about Hawkeye. Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. Really good. I'm aware of it. I enjoy it. It's gritty. This show also does a thing where it erases Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And speaking of, like, we just literally were talking about like how the DC stuff is getting erased. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D out of canon now because of this hawkeye show because you were asking about the watch oh yeah and he gets the watch back to his wife it says like agent 19 on the back of it which is mocking which was a show which was a character in agents of shield clearly not played by uh linda cardellini the woman who broke up cory and topanga yeah you remember that oh yeah that ski trip damn going skiing (laughs) well that's just one for us yes 
but a good one. But they say that it's she she's Mockingbird, which totally erases Agents of Shield from continuity. So the show is like Daredevil. That happened. Agents of Shield. Never mind. All right, that's fine. That's I can live I with said. that. Hey, guess what? Agents of Shield, you just get to live in your own little yeah, your you know, little we, separate verse. We get the multiverse now. Yeah. Although my one of my favorite parts was in like the last season or the second to last season. Like Thanos is coming, and then they got into the next season. They're like, who? Nothing. Yeah. Never mind. No, oh, okay. Oh, well, we don't have no, to deal with that. No one's coming. We'll give it to somebody else. No, one, no one's here. We didn't. We didn't say that. All right. But yeah. So uh, this entirely erased Agents of Shield from continuity. Womp womp. So good job. Where are you now? Snyder fans. Different thing. Well, I mean, they usually get angry about everything, so why not? I mean, to be fair, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does have a vocal fan base. Yeah. And they weren't thrilled about this, <laughs> to be fair. Like, ooh, Kevin Foggy just picking and choosing what's canon. And like, yeah, it's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, because he can. He is. He's picking and choosing. Cherry picking. All right, let's move on from there. And more thoughts on Hawkeye Episode 6? No, nope, it was... Solid. Liked it. Very solid. I was a huge fan. Let's move on to the Book of Boba Fett episodes one and do. So guess what I'm going to just say? I'm going to say it right out. Um, It should probably do something. Hey, you remember that movie Dune we watched a while back? Yeah. It's like Star Wars Dune. Uh, Here's the thing with this show. We're two episodes in and we'll talk about some of the stuff that happened. Yes. I am not in love with it. That being said... Robert Rodriguez is one of my favorite directors of all time. I love John Favreau. I love Star Wars. I have faith that I will like it in the end because I, I mean I'm just given a lot of like I mean Robert Rodriguez is so good. He's so good. I mean I I love his movies. I love his book. One of the best books on filmmaking you'll ever read is Robert Rodriguez's book. It is just a delight. Talking about the making of El Mariachi. Okay. Which I assume you haven't seen because it, it was like super indie, but you might have seen Desperado. I or, saw Desperado. Once upon a time in Mexico. And Machete. <laughs> you got there too early. Sorry. I was going to build up to that, but yes, I know you've seen Machete. And I know you've seen Machete Kills, and I know you love those movies. I do. I, I'm so disappointed we don't have Machete Kills again in space because that's supposed <laughs> to be the next movie. I know. I saw it too. I saw their. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to do another Machete. Uh, we haven't. No. Machete kills again in space. What's wrong with I, I, I'm here for that movie. What's really funny is I was thinking about stuff earlier. I'm like, if someone was going to do another Star Wars movie, who would you want to do? And in my brain, I just went rubber Regus. And then I went, wait a second. He's doing a Star Wars show right now. Machete! <laughs> uh, but speaking. Oh, he also did Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, uh, he has range. He's yeah, I guess stuff. so. I don't. I have not loved these first two episodes. Also, I think it's very weird that, like, and I know this is clearly not, like, the main way of doing it. Like, oh, we're a moisture farmer. I guess it's just in a tiny clay jar slightly under the sand. Maybe that's what they're farming from the sand. Like, they're, but no, they said it was, like, a milk. He said it was a milk. It yeah. wasn't water. It was milk. And whatever, what's that, the name of that race, the Greedo race, like, the Rodarian or something? Yeah. I love that that dude is digging in the sand and it's all practical effects. He just has these terrible rubbery hands where he just cannot dig to save his life. And I think it's hilarious. But he finds the most milk pods and then the thing that eats him. Yeah. Uh, we call that a sand centaur or as I've written down here. Sand Gordo? Sand. Oh, I was thinking more like Gordo from. Uh, no, no, sand I know. I see it. I was thinking it was more like Gordo from Mortal Kombat, though. He is a little bit. It's not. It's Gordo. It's not Gordo. Gorin or something. Gordo is what I call Gordon Hayward. What's up with Gordo? Uh, Goro. Gosh. 
Goro. Goro, yeah. I was one one uh, consonant away. One consonant strong on that. No, I mean, I do like the... We actually get our first uh, look at Spice from the Spice Mines of Kessel. Did we not see that in Solo? Who knows? Uh, oh, it, maybe we did, but he's like... Look, it's just cocaine. Are you transporting Spice? And he's like, what is Spice? And it looks a lot like that as the thing opens up. We're learning a lot more about Tusken Raiders. More than I ever thought we'd learn. <laughs> like the first time they've actually translated the Tusken Raiders speaking. Also... Ming-Na Wen is definitely one of them. Yes. Hundo percent. Goro percent. Mm. I don't know. I just... Ming-Na Wen is definitely one the of The back to tank. Like, why is he always going to be in the back to tank? Because like, he had to punch an asshole out of a sand asshole. Out of the Sarlacc. I mean, that, I mean let, let's go the original version without the little beak. That thing's just a sand asshole, and he had to punch his... He had to make a new asshole out of the old asshole. With fire. Yeah. B- really burnt. I mean, I think if you're like... Uh, it is adding a little bit to like figure out who Boba Fett is, and like we're getting some answers to the mystique of Boba Fett. I just hope that it doesn't like over, you know. Ru- I was I'm using a Boba Fett coaster for my tea tonight. Um, you are, I see yeah, that. There we go. I don't know. Interesting. I like at one point I'm like, this is like Sons of Anarchy at Mos Espa. Like there's biker gangs, there's gambling, there's organized crime. Thank God Ming No went and got another series after Agents of the Shield was considered non-canon. Yeah, found a new home. I don't like I, like you said. Also, like with Mandalorian, I felt like it took a little bit of time to get going too. I got faith in this. I just I do too. I'm not in love with it. This is very big on show don't tell though. There's a lot of show and not a lot of tell. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's also what like I don't really care about getting to know the Tuscan Raiders. I don't really care about your train heist. Like we saw one of those in Solo, and for a movie that is pretty okay, their train heist was better. Also, we saw. We also saw like a train heist in the Mandalorian. It wasn't a train; it was the big transport caravan. So we've seen that before. It's like nothing new. We have a new droid, but he's kind of boring. He's kind of like he's not a new droid. He's an old droid. He's from Return of the Jedi. Well, he actually is like talking and doing things now. He's not just like I'm just gonna torture you in the side room. Blah, blah, blah. I do like the use of the callback to the Rancor. Like you, like oh well. Here's the thing: when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie of the Star Wars because you didn't know any better. I will tell you the reasons why it was. Are you a big Rancor guy? I that's a, that is one of the two reasons that Return of the Jedi was my favorite. And we hit on both of those things in this last episode. Number one would be the Rancor. I fucking love the Rancor. That was my favorite thing as a kid, and I also loved the speeder bike. Speed bikes were cool. That we hit on both of those things this episode. In both times, we kind of went, yeah, but they kind of suck. <laughs> we actually saw like the horned pig guys actually not suck. Yes, that's true. They do things. Yes. But also, like, that's what I loved about Return of the Jedi. I loved the Rancor. The Rancor was the coolest thing in Star Wars when I was a kid. And for, like, a hired assassin who's supposed to never speak anything, he's going to accept death with his head getting cut off. But he's like, oh, no, the Rancor. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to see a Rancor. And they're like, no, he's not there. I was like, shit. Yeah. And they're like, speeder bikes. We're going to kind of crash them a little bit. Gosh. Like, you're taking away all the good things. I like, about- he's like, go, stop, go, stop. Those were the great things about Jedi, though. Yeah, or like that's why I like that was my favorite movie as a kid. As I've gotten older, uh, of the trilogy, it's probably my least favorite now, but it still has those cool, like those high cool factors. Yeah, like you still have the the Rancor the nostalgia. Is awesome. Yeah, Rancors are awesome. And then like I remember when uh, like the Force Unleashed video game came out, they're like, "Here's twenty Rancors." I'm like, "Don't overdo it." That's that's nineteen Rancor too many. Yeah, just that one fucking awesome. Yeah, Rancor. just one which Luke kills. Oh, my. A fat man cries over. Well, yes. Wouldn't you? 
You probably cried over the Rancor. I'd cry over a dead pet, yeah. Yeah. That time. I don't know. So, I love the practical effects. That is a major highlight. Yes. That makes it feel so Star Wars. And a lot of it does feel Star Wars, but we have so far spent too much time in flashback. Oh, like two-thirds of it feels like it's been in flashback. And I don't care. I don't care about how he learned to hit people with a stick. I don't care about his, like, skid mark stained diaper. Just move on. Yeah. I got faith in it still. I'm certainly not writing it off because I, I really like the people involved. <laughs> you're making faces. I feel like you're more negative on this than I am. It's just, I don't know. I need more from it, but it's early. Yeah. But like the, the thing that like I don't have, like I feel like it's trying to do world building in a world that we have that is well established. Like we know, like you know the Star Wars universe. Like it's a well established world, but like not the underbelly of it. But you would think still some of it's established well from. You know how I like my Tusca Raiders getting massacred. Or rock, or using a editing trick to make them rock their gun up and down over Luke's lifeless body. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I also am trying to figure out, like where is it going? Also, those snipers on that train were very accurate. Yeah, for a train moving that fast. Yeah, they were very good. But again, it also like you know what I was just thinking of as I was thinking about it. If the ban when they shoot the bantha and it just falls over. Yeah, poor also, bantha. They use that twice, and he's just like keep. Like, oh, there's a dead furry thing in the background. Also, was one of the gifts that he was given as the crime lord, was that a pelt of a Wookiee? Yes, it was. Damn. And then the, the oh, other- Oh, also, oh, that I should the bring big that ass, up. The big ass bodyguard Wookiee? Thank you. Um, That dude's from the comics. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a that was a Wookiee that was introduced at the comics. Does this mean we get Chewbacca? No, probably not. But oh. yeah, that Wookiee, that is a comics Wookiee. Yeah, but the fact that they brought a Wookiee Come on, pelt. no, that's awesome. That, yes. They brought a character just straight from the comics. They brought that. That Wookiee is a Wook comics Wookiee. That's awesome. That was cool. Sorry, I forgot to I yeah. didn't write that down. But yeah, that was fucking cool that we got a comics Wookiee in there. But here's my thing with the, this so far. Like, by the second episode, I think, like, we really, with the Mandalorian, like, we had, like, we had the, I don't think MacGuffin's the, ter- the right term for this, but we had, like, we had the the object we had the child we had grogu like we had a central point what is what's boba fett's end game here what's the goal what's the end point for this getting out of that weird diaper yes but i mean he does we know that because he's flashing back to this i know but still getting out of that diaper yeah well he's going to all right all right gotta move on from there because hey we're hey we're gonna run later than our christmas episode (laughs) oh no how's that possible I'm sober this time and don't have to cut as much. All right, here we go. Because that's what happened in the Christmas episode. I cut a lot. (sighs) Yeah, you were kind of, you were a little slurry. I cut a lot. Well, to be fair, there were (laughs) 7.5% beers and you were pounding them, not realizing there were 7.5% till like three beers in. So, yeah, behind the curtain, if you want to know why, I was like, this is going to be a long episode. And then it wasn't that long. It was long. And then it was. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on from there. To, I guess, our main topic. Well, no, it's still screaming at streaming because it was streaming when we watched it. It it was technically streaming, but we'll break it up. All right, we're going to move on from there to The Matrix Resurrections. This has been out for a couple weeks now. It's out on HBO Max. It's been in theaters. Considering that this will be full spoilers, like at this point, like if you haven't seen it, you probably don't care enough to see it. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I have... Uh, quite a bit to say about it i yeah i know and i'm i'm gonna sit here and absorb it i'm gonna listen to you knowing full well that it's growing late already 
Well, I'm going to go into this, and I, I'm going to give my end feeling first okay. be- before I dive into the movie. So by the time the movie ended, and believe me, going into this movie, this is a movie, I love the first Matrix movie, and I kept on telling my wife, and I think I even said on this podcast, like, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to rewatch two and three so we can like lead up to this. I physically couldn't make myself rewatch those two movies. Like I tried, like I was like, ah, we're gonna, tonight's the night we're going to watch Matrix Reloaded. But what about this other thing? Uh, yeah. and, and I literally did not rewatch those two movies going into this. Also, as I've said before, I um, and I think I was even being a little bit coy. It's like, I think I've seen it 10 times. I've probably seen them closer to 20 times a piece. Just because when they came out, there wasn't as much stuff to rewatch in the geek ephemera. Yeah. So I've realistically seen Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions probably 20 times. I did not want to rewatch them again, uh, so I didn't. So we'll start with the end. When the movie ended, I felt confused and empty, which are not the emotions you want to end a movie with. Okay. So I will uh, start by, I'll just say it up front, I the movie ended, and I said, I need to sit with this for a little while, and we've basically had two weeks yes. since it came out, and I've had time to sit with it. I have not rewatched it. I considered it, but I ultimately didn't. I don't like this movie. I don't like it. I really don't like it. It's bad. It's a bad time. I I don't know. I felt it was like almost two separate movies. I mean, it certainly has a three-act structure. Mm. I just, I don't know. I felt like the first half of the movie was like first third of the movie was like super meta it was like well let's talk about what that is so we go into this we and we learn later on that neo and trinity have been resurrected and to be yeah. fair i wasn't even like we, it was kind of vague if neo was dead at the end of the last matrix movie he was, it was very jesus yes we didn't know if he was dead or alive <laughs> turns out he was dead uh him and trinity get resurrected and inserted back into the Matrix. In Neo, now is Thomas Anderson yet again. Yeah. He is a game designer who created the Matrix trilogy as a video game. But what fucking system does that game play on? It's a great question. Yeah. I remember seeing like hyper pixelated stuff back in 99 as far as like real time video. Didn't sure shit didn't look like the Matrix. They never explained what kind of game it is, what kind of system it's on any of that shit, why it looks the way it looks. So that was just like a major annoyance right off the bat. But couldn't you like, I picked up early on like, okay, so they like resurrected him like before they kind of explained everything out to him. But it was like, yeah, he's taking the blue pills. He's like taking the blue pills to like forget. Like they're like keep feeding him. They put in the psychiatrist for him. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst, our our villain. Yes. And to be fair, I I like Neil Patrick Harris quite a bit. And the faults of this movie are not his fault. No. To be fair, I don't think the faults of the movie really fall on any of the actors. No, I think, I think of, they do what they can with what they had. I think, yeah, all the actors do a good job. And here's one of my major complaints of this movie. This movie is not horny enough. No. All of the Matrix movies are super horny. They're real into like leather and bondage and like a range of sexuality and orgies. These are horny as fuck movies. And this movie is all about like how middle age is about like mediocrity. Yeah, it's like it, midlife it, crisis it, matrix. Like, it, it feeling shitty about yourself. This movie is not horny enough. The horny factor is at a one, one it needs to be at an 11. Oh, like a Zach. <laughs> but do you know what I mean though? Yeah. It, like, it's, it's, just... not, it's not a horny movie. And these are horny movies. You, it, you know what this felt like to me? 
midlife crisis matrix. Like, like yeah, you know, I don't what? like my job. I don't like my spouse. I don't like my life. Like, me, you know, what sucks mediocrity. Yeah, no, it's not a horny movie, and these movies are horny movies. You know, you know what I didn't like? I thought it was uh, just a like lot. there's a lot. To there's not well, like there's a few. One of the scenes I was like, oh my god, when they're doing like the montage of them, like when they're talk when Agent Smith. Uh, I want to talk about that. I know you're a big Jonathan Groff fan too. Say what you're gonna say, and I will. I will cycle back in. But like this. when he when he announces that they're redoing, they're doing the Matrix again, and like kind of like the machine's way of like diverting Thomas's thoughts and everything. All of like just the absolute meta, like oh Warner Brothers said we had to do another one, but we didn't want to do one, but now they're forcing us to do one, and we're gonna the, do it without you. What did the, yes. what did the Matrix feel like to you? Some people thought the Matrix meant this. Other people like it was like giving a history. It was a massive real life fourth wall breaking exposition dump. Yeah, for people who may have never seen the Matrix before. So yes, uh, let's or it's like let's tackle that a piece at a time. So yeah, we have we're gonna do a Matrix sequel video game. And to be honest, I threw this out on Twitter. I'm like the most honest line I've ever heard from movies. Like our parent company Warner Brothers is gonna do this one way or another. Yeah, like Christ, that's honest. But then the idea of like this movie is so up its own ass of like talking about dialogue from Lock. the original Matrix, <laughs> and they're just like re- reciting lines and talking about like i still know kung fu what what is the matrix of like oh it's bullet time oh it's this oh it's this and i the matrix 100 percent is within our lifetime i think the most influential movie like there is like pre and post matrix as far as like what counts as an action movie and yeah what counts as like getting kind of like deep thought into like a major like pop culture thing and all this stuff. Like there's, there's definitely a pre and post matrix world that we live in 100%, but I don't need the movie to remind me of that. I know all about that shit. Well, like, no, you got 20 minutes of it. Well, Chris, I mean, I had this, um, I didn't see the first one in theaters cause I was too, uh, we talked about this already, but I was too young and I got the VHS and after the credits, they had like 15, 20 minutes of like, Behind the scenes. It was cool. Like, I've never seen that on a VHS before. It was awesome. And I did did see two and three in theaters, uh, which gives a fuck. Yeah. But yeah, so all that stuff was just, I don't care about the dialogue. And I was watching this with my wife. Um, It turns out uh, there was freezing rain that day. So I stayed Mm. home and I watched The Matrix at like 10 a.m. And I'm watching it and I, I gave my wife like a rundown of like, I'm like, here's what happened in The Matrix 2 and 3. She's like, yeah, we haven't watched The Matrix 1 in a while, so you want to run that one by me, too? You, you didn't have to, because the movie did it for her. Well, that was funny, because I was like, I was literally like, I was. we started the movie, and I kind of saw what I was doing, and just because I saw that movie so much. Like, oh, shit, here we go. And I just started like saying all the lines before they happened, and she goes, how do you know all this? I'm like, yeah, because uh, me and this movie, we've both seen The Matrix. Yes. So I've, I could do the lines. Oh, there were just some, I don't know. No, your men are already dead. Yeah, yeah like, I can do those lines. Redoing, I, I just, I don't know. Um, it, but then I we felt get, like there could have been so, like the movie could have done so much more, and it didn't. Here's the, I think the biggest flaw of this movie, and I think what were the stakes in this movie? Well, love, true love. It, love it, yes, yes, I know. It. True love yes, is it, what it brings has, us together. Yeah, it has the Princess Bride thing. We have another one that I want to get around to, but before we get there, here's uh, the biggest fault of this movie for me. And I think they made a big mistake making it one. Okay. Uh, the big actors, so we don't get back. We don't get Lawrence Fishburne, which is a bummer, but I... But I, they timeline him out. 
I can buy what they did. They also don't definitively say that he's dead, so he could still come back. But I can I can at least roll with the Lawrence Fishburne of it. I don't like it, but I can roll with it. The big fuck up is not because of scheduling conflicts, was not having Hugo weaving back as Agent Smith. Like, Jonathan Graff is fine. He's a good actor. I like him. He didn't do a bad job. But how much better would those scenes be of, like, um, Neo and Agent Smith in that video game company where they know they don't like each other, but they can't quite pin it down. They're just kind of going That would have been fun. How much better would the movie have been with Hugo Weaving in that role instead of just a different guy. Like it like a reskinned. It doesn't like I want to say like I, I want to say that it plays. It doesn't. It doesn't play. It would be and again, immensely it's wonderful. No fault, no fault of his. No, not at all. But I thought he did a good job with what he had to do. He just he can't you can't carry that legacy. No, like, but they do intersperse, like when he says, Mr. Anderson, and that, they... Mm, I hate that. Like, did he shoot Neo in that scene? Did he not? There's a lot of unanswered questions. Well, I think it it showed us that any time that Neo died, it recycled him back to a, a point in the Matrix to keep it going. But how much better would this movie have been with Hugo weaving in that role? So, yeah. Which, by the way, that makes me like think of the question every, every time that... Because clearly it feels like some Groundhog Day shit here. Like Neo jumped off a building and then. Yeah, because like, we get um, Bugs, who's like, I saw you as you and you did a thing. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? Like, is that a previous version of the Matrix? Is this, this yeah, is it like, of the Matrix? Is it like the machines are playing the game, the Matrix, and every time they die as the main character, they like reset the game? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion. And I feel silly saying this about a Matrix movie, but I could have used about five more minutes of exposition. I don't necessarily see, to see a man in a Colonel Sanders suit giving it to me but no shit, but they like, didn't explain much the exposition you got was stuff that you already knew like big time like recap of like previously on the matrix previously know. in the late 90s i hate that neil patrick harris like they talk about like what is the matrix oh it's bullet time and then neil patrick harris is like <coughs> it's extra bullet time and then he yo i heard you like bullet time so for your bullet time i put bullet time in your bullet time yeah he literally introduces a world-breaking power <laughs> That he uses twice. Yeah. Why doesn't he use it more than twice? Exactly. No, really. Why? Why doesn't he? He has that power. And he just doesn't use it. No, doesn't he doesn't. twice. And then Agent Smith gets it somehow. How the fuck did he get that? And then he he's an, he allies with Neo. How the fuck did Trinity and Neo get their powers at the end? Like, oh, we're going to rebuild the Matrix. I remember. Is this you doing this? I don't know. Is this you doing this? Yeah, no, it's clearly the Trinity in your clear line of wires. I also hate that this movie is like this movie um it has a couple of things going on for it. Uh one of them is the power of love is the strongest power in the universe. Good for you. Great. Yeah. But also this movie wants to play it's it. It's a lithium island battery of Duracell people. Yeah. It wants to tell you that Trinity's agency is a major thing. Like she has to make a choice for herself, blah blah blah. Agency. Great. Agency's awesome. Do that thing. Except tr- Trinity's like in 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah. You can't tell me it's Trinity's movie about her agency and not actually have her be in the fucking movie. And then she gets up and say like, this is for using kids. And she smacks the mouth off of Neil Patrick she's Harris. She's not in the... She's barely in... I mean, she's in it for a few scenes. She just wants to get a coffee, apparently. But... I mean, who doesn't? You can't tell me that this movie is about her and then not have her be in it. Yeah. What the fuck? What else do I got? Also, she gets a way cooler life than Neil got coming back. 
family, kids. Um, here's just a random <laughs> note. Why was Neil Patrick Harris obsessed with that cat? I get that it's a callback to the other movie, but he's like crawling through a battlefield to get his digital cat. Maybe it's a program. Why does he care about it? I don't know. Why does he care about Deja Vu the cat? I don't know. The birds flying in, in unison again. Oh, um, let's let's tackle one thing I didn't like and then one thing that still confuses me. I feel like you've tackled a lot of things. It's not just one thing you didn't like. Jada Pickett-Smith. Yes. She's back as Naomi. Yes. I think it makes sense for Naomi to be distrustful of Neo. Absolutely. That being said, I don't really want to see Jada Pickett-Smith. Her family is super rich and they have weird sex lives and I'm sick of hearing about them. And please go away. Okay. Thank you. I don't want to hear about her. Now when she pops up, I'm like, your family is just a fucked up sex life. Come on. Don't talk about the Fresh Prince like that. It's weird. They, they he's, got, he's the one who got going kind on. of hurt in that. Well, apparently he's just doing his own thing. Here's the thing I don't understand about He's the exploring the planet Earth for Disney Channel. Great. When they come out of the pods. Yes. Here's the thing I never understood, and I thought they were going to explain it, and then they took it away. If the pods know who these people are, and they do, because especially if the Matrix has repeated multiple times, they know who uh, Neo is, they know who Trinity is, why do the pods, when they come out, why do they take them and just dump them somewhere when they can see perfectly well that they're alive? And why do these new pods are able to get in there and sneak them out? It doesn't make sense. It never made sense before. And when like they were like, oh... These were our pods that went in to help you, but we've never had this before. I'm like, ah, you almost had an explanation, but then you didn't. Why the fuck do they look at them dead in the eyes, say, you're alive and well, they were just going to dump you? Is it because they know that they're, like, going to move the Matrix forward? But if that's Probably the case... at that point, they're spoiled, right? Like, they, you but can't if plug them case, back in. Why would they have the other people who are on the ship? Why would you have a Morpheus? Why would you have a Switch? Why would you have a Dozer? I guess Dozer was... No. Why would you have any of these other characters, when they're released, just like acknowledge that they're alive, then dump yeah. them somewhere? It doesn't make sense, right? Well, no, they're not going. When they go into the matrix, they're not going back into their pod. No, I'm just saying. Why does the robot who like grabs you by the neck and pops out all your tubes go? Yeah, yeah you're alive and well. Guess I'm gonna toss you over there where you can get picked up. I think probably because. At that point, like the mind has been freed, and you can't plug it back into the matrix, it would screw up the matrix. Just kill him, because they know what the process is, right? It doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, they dumped Neo down into like the thing; he was going to die and like liquefy anyway. No, I don't. It doesn't make any. It'd have been cool to see Cipher, like if he had a Cipher showing in this. No, he's dead. Also, I know. Um, I get why uh, Keanu Reeves now does like the long hair and the beard, because when they take it away, boy, he looks old. Yes. Yes. I also like how Carrie Ann Moss, who looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, had a like real limited fight scene. She's like, I am. It's the Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. There's a reason why Danny Glover uses that line. So, yeah. Also, I got mixed feelings on it. I have mixed feelings on it. I think it's bad. Yeah. I don't think it's great. I'm glad that I didn't have to pay extra money to see it in theaters. I love the first Matrix. The first Matrix is incredible. This one. I think if you like are a huge Matrix fan and you love all three movies, you'll probably like this. I don't know because like, you're getting you're getting you're getting a little stroke off here. And I can't give this one a ranking like in terms of like the last three because no. the last three movies aren't. And this is totally different. This is but, a totally different look on it. Like again, I think I would have. A much more positive view on this if they had Hugo in there. Yes. I think that would have really elevated it. Like, bring him back. That would have been fun. It was a scheduling conflict thing. And I think the answer then is make it so it isn't. Like, push it back. Yeah. Like, it's been 20 years. It's not like 
Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't think it was very good. All but right. It was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, my throat's feeling dry, so let's move on to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. I have a New Year's resolution for you. All right. Like, let me know what the letter is in advance if it's a complicated question. It's not a complicated okay, question. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm laying that out there. So, um, by the way, I will throw this out there. The bag is empty. Oh, no! Well, it's hard to answer questions if we don't have them. Then That's a good have, point. So I... do we have a question to answer tonight? We do have a question. Okay, so it's not totally It's going to be empty now. Yes, after this. If we strip this away, uh, please write us your questions at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And not like that one Facebook message I didn't respond to that was, are you still in business? And I went, I don't care. Could have said no. I could have, but... You gave him the gentleman's response. Here's the thing with me- with Facebook Messenger that I'd have to switch it from personal to business and then oh, respond okay. and yeah, switch okay, it back okay, again. Okay, so I just went, yeah. Get the hint. Figure it out. All right. Because if you look at my Facebook page, I think all the last posts are like, I'm out of business. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Easy to find out. Yes. All right. Anywho, what do you think are the dumbest moments in comic book movies? Uh, I'm going to pull out. There's easy ones to beat up on, like Batman Forever or Batman or Robin are so easy to beat up Oh, yeah, up like on. the bat card, I never leave the cave without it. Yeah, getting fast food, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. let's... I'll get takeout, I'll uh, get drive through. Yeah, whatever it is. I was going to go with um, a lot of Ang Lee's The Hulk. Okay. Look, it's boring. But it also sets up like big comic book panels and borders around the characters. Like if there's an explosion, like that's real dumb. People talk... Another dumb one from the same year, 2003's Daredevil. Yeah, there's some parts in that that are... There's a seesaw fight. Yeah, and he gets like launched up and the CGI is bad. I mean, Colin Farrell is kind of nasty and all of that. Uh, John Favreau switching around condiments. Coolio in there. People are like, the director's cut is better. No, it's not. It's still a bad movie. When I was in college, I had that on DVD, and a girl almost left my apartment for just seeing that I owned that movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She had good taste. <laughs> but then she also showed her desperation by hanging out with you, despite the fact that you own the movie Daredevil. I don't own it anymore. Uh, well, it's because you're married now. Uh, I, I know, because I got rid of that movie. I'm like, this is a death sentence. Uh, get out of here, movie. Uh, I'm never going to get married because of this movie. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think a lot of the Batman and the stuff from Batman and Robin, there's a lot of cheese in that. There's a lot of stuff in Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. People throwing vegetables, <laughs> biting a man's nose. Catwoman eating a bird, sexual innuendo, penguins with rocket launchers. There's a lot of them. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff in the first X Men too is a little cheesy. Yeah, like, uh, what'd you what'd you expect? Yellow spandex? Like, yeah, I did expect yeah. that. When he gives him the middle finger with the claw, I like that. That is clever, but it's done by a pedophile. So you always bring that up. Why would I not? Can we can just move on from it. No, don't. Well, don't, not- don't move on from that. Don't accept that. I'm not accepting it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I get it. But, like, I'm just saying, like, you asked for a an example. I gave you an example. And then you immediately get back on the pedophile train. I think I'm on the anti-pedophile train. Fair enough, but still. <laughs> I'm not on the pro-pedophile train. Uh, trying to think of other cheesy-ish moments. Once again, Batman Returns. Catwoman getting resurrected with cats just biting her oh, bite, Yeah, or she lands and thank God for the... Uh, the litter box when she falls in the sand truck. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Ninja- well, any, I mean, some of the stuff from Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and 
Tommy Lee Jones. Ninja- I cannot condone your buffoonery. buffoonery. Ninja Turtles 3, when they go back in time and oh, like, yeah. Michelangelo doesn't want to, and yep. then he does, that's stupid. That's not a good Ninja Turtles movie at all. No. I was going to say, the two Michael Bay produced ones, just in general. <laughs> yes. Uh, behind the scenes of Blade Trinity, when Wesley Snipes would only be referred to as Blade and only communicated to the director with post-it notes. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. All right. That's a good answer. We've gone on forever. Fine. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, welcome to the new year. We still uh, want you to join our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash editors note comics, uh, and uh, you can get some cool stuff. Just a dollar a month if you do that. Early access to this show a mm. day early. Yeah, the day we record it, or you can also... Uh, Get some stuff behind the paywall, too. There's some stuff hidden back there lurking in the, the back issue bins of the show. The depths. The, yeah, the deep, deep depths uh, as we enter 2022. You can also uh, find Zach on the social media on Twitter, at Editors Note Comics. Indeed. And you're at Junior Rich. I am. Tweeting about football. Damn straight. There you go. Uh, we'll be back next week for something. I have no idea. have not... Picked it out at all. Wait, way to kick off 2022. We just did three things in one week, and now we have no content. It'll at least be Boba Fett next week. That's a good point. All right. Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Ah! All right. Uh, we'll be back next week for something. Bye.